Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome to episode 23. Today, we are talking all about fat loss that lasts. And this is actually per your request. So if you are a part of my Nutrition Coaching with Nicole Facebook group, you probably recall that not too long ago, I posted a poll in the group and said, hey, what do you guys need more of? Is it mindset work? Is it how to overcome weekend obstacles, all or nothing thinking? Or is it learning more about fat loss specifics? Like, how can I reach my fat loss goal? But not just how can I reach it, how can I sustain it? And the vast majority of you said, ding, 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 I want fat loss that lasts, which comes as no surprise because this is my superpower. Throughout my, gosh, I guess it's over a decade of experience with struggling with disordered eating and subscribing to the eat less exercise more dogma realizing just how damaging diet culture can be having worked in private fitness studios and commercial gyms, I understand the power that comes with understanding how food can impact my body and how I can choose to nourish my body with appropriate food quantity and quality And how essentially what I eat allows me to feel and look and perform however the hell I want to. That's freaking amazing, which in large part is why I studied and committed my life to nutrition science. It's so convoluted with the psychology. And so to separate the two is just so silly and ineffective. So I consider it my personal mission to help women to live in a body they are confident with, to have a relationship with food that feels life-giving and supportive, and to live a life that's vibrant where they can say yes to whatever they want to and they don't feel limited by their size, by their diet, or by their relationship with food status. That lights me up and I want to help you get there too. But, but that world, the world of nutrition, diet, exercise, it's so complicated because there are so many untruths and what is actually right, what works for me, what's worth listening to. It's hard. It's hard to tease that out. And so that's why I'm here, to provide you with no-nonsense nutrition that works for you and your body and gets you to your big, powerful goal. So when we talk about fat loss, we often 
dive into the wrong end first. And by that, I mean, when we talk about fat loss, we immediately start talking about, well, how many calories should I be eating? And what should my macros be, Nicole? And how many times a day should I eat? And what about X supplement or Y supplement? These are questions I get a lot. And while yes, they are all important, they can all be part of a successful fat loss strategy, it's skipping step one through five to jump to step six. And so this month, I'm going to dedicate our podcast episodes to fat loss that lasts, but we're going to cover different elements of fat loss each and every week. And I have them listed by way of order of importance. So if you don't have the concepts that we're going to cover today executed consistently, it would be so silly for you to think about calories, macros, meal timing, supplementation first. There is kind of like a graduation here, and we need to remember what is most important when it comes to reaching our fat loss goals and what's least important but can play a role. And so that's what I'm hoping to clarify for you this month so that you can feel super confident with setting a goal, reaching said goal, and then staying there instead of sliding back to where you were when you started, which is not uncommon, friends. 95% of people who lose weight gain it back. 95%. That statistic is heartbreaking to me, and it's because we're going about it the wrong way. So if you are committed to yourself to go about this the right way, this episode is for you. But before we dive into all the nitty gritty, I want to just cover some basics. So what is fat loss? Well, Our bodies store fat in what is called adipose tissue. Body fat is essentially energy storage leftover. I am eating more energy than my body needs, therefore my body stores it as fat. When the substance is providing me energy, so when the foods I eat become sparse, my body understands this, detects this, and then calls on fat reserves for backup. Ergo, fat loss. So when we talk about fat loss, we immediately talk about calorie deficit because intaking by way of what I eat less than I expend by way of how much I move and what my body does by way of activity each and every day creates fat loss. I cannot achieve my fat loss goal without being in a caloric deficit. And that's essentially the process I just described to you. However, calorie deficit is not the most important thing. And I'm about to share that secret with you in a second. There is something much more important than calorie deficit when we talk about fat loss. And as a visual learner, I like to think of this as a pyramid. So if you're at home or you have pen and paper, maybe even draw this out for yourself. I call this the pyramid of priorities when it comes to nutrition and fat loss. These are the things we need to be focusing on first, laying a strong foundation before we start building up in complexity. 
my clients know, I like to say, consistency before complexity. So, so, so important. Speaking of important, why is fat loss important? In our current diet culture, you will find people who are supporting the idea that we shouldn't be trying to lose body fat. Just eat what you want. Life is too short. Enjoy it. And body fat's fine. My personal perspective on this is if you are happy and are living the life you want to lead with your current level of body fat, girlfriend, you do you. Forget about everybody else. Do not, in fact, I just wrote a post about this, so go check that out. If you are actively trying to lose body fat for someone else's goal, if you're losing body fat because it's what is expected of you, you're not going to be successful, at least not long-term. You have to want to lose body fat and you have to know why you want to lose body fat. How does your life get better? Or are you just losing body fat because it's something to do, it's become somewhat of a hobby, or someone else wants you to? Recipes for crash and burn. You have to want to. I do not think that wanting to lose fat is a bad thing unless losing said fat would put you in a unhealthy category. So if you follow along with my story, episode one is my eating disorder recovery story. I wanted to shrink my body to the point where I had 0% body fat, which is not possible because I felt like it would make me more worthy. It would make everything okay in my life where things weren't okay. I will not help you achieve that because I know what that looks like and I know what damage and health detriment comes with that perspective. I won't help you get there. However, excess body fat can certainly negatively impact other areas of life. First and foremost, confidence. The reason most of the women who apply for my one-on-one coaching experience come to me is because they want increased confidence. I want to be able to wear that bathing suit, wear those shorts confidently in the summertime. I want to be able to have intimacy with my spouse without constantly thinking about my body. And I hope you can see that fat loss can be a part of that, but we also have to focus on the psychology, the mindset, because you can lose all the body fat in the world, but if you don't change the mindset that comes with it, you're still going to feel exactly the same. And that's why 95% of people fail. They don't stop to assess the mindset pieces. They don't stop to change the negative self-talk or the scripts that they're telling themselves about how unworthy they are or how their body is their worth. And you know that I wholeheartedly believe that you are so much more than your body. Yes, your body allows you to show up in life, but you are not defined simply by your aesthetics. So confidence can absolutely be affected by excess body fat, but so can mobility, emotional health and self-esteem, organ function, risk of heart disease, stress fractures, strokes, cancers, and sexual and reproductive health. All of these things can be affected by excess body fat. And so if you can healthfully lose fat, and that's what you want, I can help you get there. 
yes, carrying less body fat is often considered more attractive, more desirable by society standards. I don't give a fuck about that. I want to help you because it's what you want and it's going to help you live the life you want. If losing fat means you are able to live a healthier, more vibrant, more confident life, I'm on board. But how we get there is just as important as why we want to get there. So you need to want it. You need to know why you want it. But then we have to focus on the how. And as a society, as a culture, we're not really good at losing body fat, right? 95% of people who are overweight go on repeat diets, gain it all back and more oftentimes within one year. One year. They've tried 15 diets. They've tried the pills. They've tried the shakes. They've tried the drops. And they're heavier than they were when they started because it's not working. We need a better solution. And knowing how fat loss works is helpful. But also understanding the pyramid of priorities is so helpful. And that's what I want to dive into today and expanding throughout this month. Because if you want to lose body fat, great. But I'm not going to help you be among the 95% who lose it just to gain it all back. It's not what I'm all about. I don't want any part of that. I am all about sustainable fat loss, sustainable nutrition strategies. So let's talk about the biggest piece of the puzzle. The most important piece of fat loss. And I already told you, it's not calories. We'll talk about that next week. It's not macronutrients. We'll talk about that. It is not meal timing or supplementation or intermittent fasting or anything else. It's not that. Can you guess what the most important piece of the puzzle is? I know my one-on-one clients are like, I know, I know, (laughs) because we talk about this so much. The biggest piece of the pyramid, if you don't have this, you don't graduate to the next level because there's no point. The biggest piece of fat loss, the most important component of your fat loss progress is consistency. If you cannot adhere to and comply with the habits that help you reach your fat loss goal, the actions and behaviors you take to get there, you will not keep the results you achieve. And this is why I talk a lot about, I don't really care how you get there, right? There's a hundred different ways that you can get from point A, where you currently are, to point B, where you want to be with your body composition and your relationship with food, but... The way you get there has to feel sustainable. You have to be able to be consistent with whatever you do or the results don't last. If you can't stick with the behaviors that are getting you results, you cannot expect your results to stick around. And we talked about body fat just being energy storage, So if I can't adhere to the behaviors that help me achieve that caloric deficit, 
I go right back to storing energy. I go right back to increased body fat. If I want to maintain my progress, I have to be able to maintain the behaviors that got me there. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does because this is really foundational stuff. And we have to understand this in order to progress any further with your fat loss goal. This is why people fail. This is why we can all think of 17 friends who have seen amazing weight loss. You probably wanted to be them at their most successful and then they gained it all back. Now they're on diet number 100. I don't know. It's it's sad, truly. But we are here because we keep searching for the magic solution. Something that we can try for a short while that is going to produce lasting, lifelong, sustainable results. And girl, that is a myth. That is unicorn poop. It doesn't exist. That is like saving $10 a day and watching my bank account grow. Then stop saving that $10 and continuing to expect my bank account to grow. That doesn't happen. We would never expect that. We have to put in to get out. And the same applies for fat loss. If I want to continue, even if I've reached my goal and I want to maintain that new level of fat loss, that new body composition, I cannot go back to the behaviors that provided me with the body I was unhappy with because then I can expect to regain the body I was unhappy with. So if you expect keto to work for you, keto cuts out all carbohydrates that helps you achieve a calorie deficit. But if you can't stick with it, if you're going to be keto for a couple of months and then go back to your regular way of eating, guess what also goes back? your weight, your body composition, everything returns to how it was. The same applies for any diet, Whole30, Weight Watchers, intermittent fasting, you name it. If you are not going to stick with the behaviors that got you the results, you will not keep the results. And so I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's so worth it because I hope, I hope, I hope you are understanding that without consistency, without the confidence to say, I can, I choose to adhere to these steps, these behaviors, these habits, results aren't going to stick around. And that is why I believe so passionately in sustainable nutrition strategies. That's what I help my one-on-one clients achieve. Are we putting them on a diet? No. We are helping them to achieve the calorie deficit that they need in order to lose fat, but in a way that feels sustainable. One of my favorite things I hear from my clients on a, fortunately, a regular basis is after our initial couple of months, they say, Nicole, I'm losing weight, my inches are down, but I don't feel like I'm dieting. 
music to my ears because that's what I want for you. That's the only way fat loss is going to last. If you don't feel deprived, you don't feel restricted because yes, those things can produce results, but do you want to live the rest of your life feeling deprived and restricted? Hell no. And your brain doesn't want to either. So it's going to backfire. And I'm sure we can all think of an example where we tried something strict, we tried something aggressive, and we ate less, maybe we exercised more, and we saw results, we saw progress. And then Friday night rolled around, and I had a couple pieces of pizza, I had some beer, I had some cookies or ice cream or whatever your jam is, and we thought, oh shoot, I ruined it. I might as well start all over again on Monday and actually enjoy this weekend. So while you might be in a calorie deficit Monday through Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon through Sunday, you're not because you just went down the fucking spiral and you're like, ah, oh well, thrown off your course of action, thrown off your consistent behavior because you couldn't adhere to it. It was too strict, too aggressive. And your brain was like, forget this. I want to live. If you are constantly falling off and getting on the wagon, your approach is too aggressive. If you constantly feel like you deserve treats and sweets and things that you can't have, here are my air quotes, on the weekdays, You're being too aggressive and too strict. It is not something that you feel confident adhering to. And this is where the whole concept of food freedom comes in. My clients know that they can eat whatever they want, whenever they want. They can build it in. In fact, they need to build it into the plan. Because if we said no sugar, no alcohol, no starches, no, they wouldn't stick with it. And by default, we set them up to fail. And I'm not about it. So we build a sustainable nutrition strategy that they feel confident complying with. Eat more protein? Eat more veggies? Consider smart carbs over simple carbs? Eating healthy fats? Yeah, I can do that, Nicole. With your help and accountability and guidance? Yes, I can do this. And then we feel confident about continuing our behaviors, our healthy habits that produce results, incorporating those delicious things like ice cream and cocktails and tacos and all the fun things that we enjoy. That can't be the exception to our diet. It has to be an integral part of our sustainable nutrition strategy. Because I don't care what you do or how great it is, if you cannot stick with it, your results won't stick around. Now, if you're looking for short-term fat loss, I want to lose some fat for this beach trip, for this wedding, and then I don't care if I gain it back. Great! Pick any diet. It will work for you. If you can comply with it. But if you are looking to reach these goals, to keep these goals... Nothing else matters until you find something you can stay consistent with. Now, consistency, biggest piece of the puzzle, foundational piece of the priority pyramid. We can't go anywhere without it. But there are certain components that help us with consistency. 
For example, I'm much less consistent when I don't have accountability. And that's why my successful clients hire me to help them reach their goal because they know that when they have a rough day, they need someone in their corner saying, hey, how's that going? Talk to me. How can we move past that barrier? How can we better anticipate for this in the future? When they have a great day, they know they have someone in their corner saying, let's celebrate this. This was awesome. What a win. Find things in your life that allow you to be more consistent and you will succeed. I want you to know that in order to reach and achieve fat loss that lasts, you need consistency. Without adherence to the plan, you will not get the fat loss you want for a lifetime. And you will end up being among the 95% who lose it just to gain it back. In addition to consistency, biggest piece of the puzzle, we need to have metrics. I'm a big advocate of what gets measured gets managed. And if we're not measuring your progress, we have no idea if you are getting closer or further away from that goal. When I onboard a new nutrition coaching client, we talk about their big, powerful goal because I want to know why. Why is this important to you? How does your life get better when we help you get there? It's the first thing we do. And then the second thing we do is create metrics. And metrics are just what we use to track our progress. Because I think a lot of us just like to set out aimlessly with a fat loss goal. And we choose to measure progress with just the scale. Because the scale is easy, right? It's on our bathroom floor. I have access to it 24-7. Yeah, it's easy. The scale, however, never tells the full story. And many of us have an unhealthy relationship with the scale. So if it's up one day because maybe I have my period, maybe I had something salty last night, maybe I'm just retaining water for whatever reason. Now I think, ah, shoot, I thought I did so well yesterday, but the scale's up. You get wildly frustrated and you fall off the wagon. I hope you guys can hear my air quotes by now. (laughs) Compliance out the window. Because the metric I used wasn't comprehensive. I have a requirement. Anyone working with me must have more than one metric to measure their progress. Sometimes we use the scale, sometimes we don't. It's not a requirement to use the scale. I really don't care what's important to you. I just want it to feel life-giving. So if you ever step on the scale and whatever that number is makes you feel shitty about your life, absolutely not. You don't have a good relationship with the scale and we need to put it away for a while. Because we don't need the scale to measure progress, but we do need metrics to measure progress. And so whether we're doing that with clothing fit, girth measurements, progress photos, habit compliance, the scale, body fat percentage, I don't care, but we need more than one. Because we need to use those metrics to assess, okay, this week, We're focusing on habit X. What did your body tell us after doing that consistently for a week or two? Did the scale move? Are your clothes feeling better? Did your energy level improve? Are you going to the bathroom more consistently? All of these things we can use to assess, yes, I'm moving closer towards my goal, or no, I actually felt really poorly this week and I'm not quite sure why. We have to learn how to listen to our bodies throughout this process. We must use 
the feedback that our body provides us with to say, this feels good, my body likes this, versus no, this is not what my body prefers. Because as you know, there is no one size that fits all. So while yes, I have years of experience, I can't predict how your body is going to respond to every step along the way. I need you to know how to listen to your body and together we utilize those metrics, that feedback to say, yes, progress, full steam ahead in this direction. Or, you know what? I don't think this was the right step for you. But if we don't have those metrics... I hope you see how this crumbles, how it falls apart. Because then I step on the scale, I'm using one metric that's not 100% reliable, and I'm like, shoot, I thought I did well yesterday, but the scale is up, I must not have done a great job. When you could have, we were just led astray by a fickle number on the scale. When perhaps if we had taken your girth measurements in conjunction with the scale, we would have seen that your navel was down an inch requirement. What can we stick with? What can we adhere to first and foremost? If we can't be consistent with it, it's not going to work. And second, how do we know if something is working or not? What metrics are we using to track our progress? How can I listen to what my body is telling me? So often we try to force ourselves to subscribe to a set of diet rules. No carbs this month. I'm cutting out all sugar this week. No, I don't care what what it is, right? Without listening to our body. And then there are these crazy things out there telling us like, oh, well, you're going to feel really bad for the first two weeks, but that's normal. Keto flu, totally, (laughs) totally normal. No, it's not. No, your body should feel great. Your body wants to thrive. Your body is designed to feel good and energetic, not foggy and sluggish. We must have metrics in place that allow us to tune into and listen to what your body is telling us. Consistency and metrics. These are not the sexy components of fat loss. I am well aware of that. Whenever I post something on social media that says, hey, the number one hack to fat loss, everyone's expecting it to be something like super saucy. And I just come out with like consistency, adherence, and it gets the fewest amount of likes because nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to be held accountable to their actions. But girlfriend, it's the only way. If you want to be among the 5% who are successful, losing fat and sustaining their fat loss, consistency. Find something you can stick with. Assess how you're going to measure your progress. And maybe hire someone who can help hold you accountable. Like I said, this month we're diving deep into fat loss. So this week... Part number one, consistency, compliance, metrics, most important. Next week, we're going to talk all about calories because they are important. It's the second tier of our pyramid of priorities, but consistency always comes first. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that if you are interested by this topic that you tune in for the next couple weeks as we dive deeper into fat loss that lasts. 
And as you're tuning in, if any of this is resonating with you, I ask that you leave a five-star review, snap a screenshot and share it with me on social media. You can tag me at Nutrition with Nicole on Instagram and let me know that you're tuning in. I love knowing that you're on the other side of my little microphone. And better yet, if you have a friend or a family member who is actively trying to reach a fat loss goal and you think that this is something that they would benefit from hearing, I ask that you share it. The best compliment you can ever pay is to pass it forward, pass it on. So I would love to hear from you and how this is impacting your life. And I look forward to continuing to help you achieve fat loss that lasts. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.